in the earlier days of our great country, when it was far more puritanical, conservative, and traditional, we used to teach the love, the respect, and the fear of God. And we used to also see God as our panacea, as our way out, our way up, our way through, our way into heaven. He was the answer to our problems, and he was the proverbial solution. He was a bridge over troubled waters. He was the antidote in our sickness. He was the friend in our friendlessness. He was the father in our fatherlessness. He was a mother. He was a brother. He was a sister. He was savior and redeemer. And we saw God as a corrector and a punisher, but more than importantly than any of that, he was a lover of his own and a rewarder to those who seek. Truly, he is a father. And more than any father on earth, he loves more than any on earth, to be feared more than any on earth, and can reward more than any on earth. But now we have come into an age, once again, as in antiquity, where man is tired of God, doesn't want God anymore. He goes through these cyclical periods of circuitous rebellion. Now he looks at God as an albatross around his neck. And now man thinks he can do better than God. He can build a tower himself by his own means and actions to God. And he himself can assert authority as Lucifer did in heaven in the great rebellion over God because of man's envy of God and jealousy of God. And now man is his own redeemer. Let me ask you, how is that working out for you? Do you trust man? Everything in every law that man constantly has to rewrite because no law is sufficient that man writes. Do you trust man? Everything he tells you is double talk or fake news. Do you trust man? When he tells you that a particular drug will save you, heal you and solve your problems, Give man enough time and he'll reveal that that drug actually was causing more problems than it was solving. When he tells you that this law is going to fix all of the social ills in your community and in your state and in your race, give it enough time and you'll see that he has to write a new law because of unintended consequences of the current law, the previous law. Man can't seem to get it right. And every time he thinks he's figured out how to sustain energy better, he comes to come to a conclusion where the energy that he thought was sustaining is draining. So you're going to trust man who allegedly ruined the climate to now trust that same man to fix the client. Can he really fix the client? I don't think he can. And I think if history is a greater predictor of future events, then you have every reason to take pause in a belief 
that man can fix anything that he messes up. All he does is continue to compound it, mess it up even more, and make it even worse. So I would like to ask you, why not trust in God over man, over politicians, over religious gurus? Why not trust in God? Who loves you more than any? Who is, in fact, flawless and perfect in all ways? And who has nothing in mind but your greater good because there is nothing that you can give him that he does not already own and possess? You see, you can't make God richer and you can't make him poorer. You can't make him greater or lesser. God is immutable, unchanging, infinitely eternal, unimaginably the essence of the incomprehensible and the unthinkable. And in that, he has deposited into us that God spark, that God particle, that piece of him that reflects like a shattered piece of glass, just a portion of the light of the sun. So I would suggest to you, trust in God with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, let's acknowledge him. And even the things that we don't understand, it's okay. He does. Even the things that we don't see yet, it's okay. In hindsight, when we get to heaven, we will. We'll understand it better by and by. But there's no reason to just trust him, just to believe him. Not because you understand it, but because you believe it. Remember that when you were a little child, and you were on a ledge or something much higher than yourself, and your parents extend their arms and they say, jump. And you look and you're a little scared, a little nervous. And you hesitate, but there they are smiling at you, looking at you with their hands stretched out to you saying, come on, jump. And you do. Or you remember when they would toss you up in the air much higher than you could possibly feel comfortable with. And you would have that nervous laughter, but that excitement that you wanted to do it again. No fear that you would actually fall and hit the pavement and ground and shatter your bones. Because they caught you every time. And that excitement was the joy. Did you understand it? No. But you believed it because you had a confidence with their hands stretched, their eyes wide, and their smile, looking at their child. Jump. Daddy's got you. Mommy's got you. Jump. And you did. Let me tell you something. God means to do you and I no harm. I know you're scared. I know you don't understand. I tell you what, why don't we do that this morning? Jump. Daddy's got us.